Josh, over here! Whoa, Emily. This place is busy. Yikes! Tapper's is intense. Look at that bartender running all over the place. The drinks must be awesome to draw this kind of crowd. What do they have here? Beer and root beer. That's it? That's it. Huh. I think people come here for the drama. Check this out. Here comes our order. Catch one and I'll meet you at the jukebox. For this first track, uh, let's listen to Wicked Child, Stage 3, from Castlevania. This was a recommendation by Rob, and it's written by Kinuyo Yamashita for the NES. likes this song because it lets you know that Castlevania isn't messing around anymore and is out for your stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is a seriously great tune. Very classic. Does it make you feel like uh, serious and like things are getting intense? It does. Yeah. It really does. Have you played these games? Yes, they are so hard what I've heard. To my shame, I have not played a Castlevania game. That's terrible, right? It's terrible. You'll get there. <laughs> I missed a lot of NES games, unfortunately, but I'm going back and picking them off, so Castlevania will be up soon. I like how this track has a lot of um, segments to it. Oh, yeah goes through a lot of changes. I am not good at Castlevania. I think I played, um, actually, you know what? I had uh, Castlevania 3 for a while, and I was always trying to play as Alucard. Um, but it was, it was hard. It's hard because you jump very shallow, and you can't yeah. change the direction of your jump. Um, I would say... And it feels a little clunkier than uh, Ghosts and Goblins, which I can actually play for hours and hours and hours. But this is, it feels a lot stiffer, which I guess is kind of cool, because it like makes you uh, panic a little bit. Right. You have to be more precise with everything you do, I imagine. Yeah. 
Those controls of jumping and not being able to change your jump, though, that's difficult. Yeah. Whenever I play a game like that, I think, oh man, this, it's like, you have to get used to it. It's like, come on, we're in the video game world. Where I can right, I don't want real air. physics. Yeah. I want to be able to change my jump, mid-jump. For my first track, I'm going to go with the song Bloody Road, Bloody Road, from Vapor Trail, Hyper Offense Formation, and the composers on this long list of composers are Azuda Hara, Hiroaki Yoshida. I think that's Hiroaki. Hiroaki? Yeah. Hiroaki Yoshida. Thank you. Tatsuya Kiyuchi, Hitomi Komatsu. This is for the Sega Genesis, and it comes to us from the listener Hobie. This one didn't come with a testimonial, but Hobie, the recommender, is a shmup guy, a shoot 'em up player, and this game is a vertical shooter. This is the boss tune, and I think it really sounds like a boss tune. You know this is a boss tune. The way it amps up into the intro is so good, and then it amps up again right before that strong melody comes back in. Uh, actually, I think this song is perpetually in a state of amping. It's great. I love boss fights and this sounds so dramatic. How much blood do you think is in the sky while they're 
flying in their hyper-offense formation. I don't know if I could estimate, but I would say perhaps a lot. This is definitely a we are flying into the final confrontation of our lives kind of track. Yeah. Even though it happens several times in the game, this is a boss theme that repeats. But each time is just as serious as the last. It, all, it almost feels like a workout just to listen to it. It really carries you along. It doesn't let you go. The tension stays the same, I think. And I love that uh, the snare drum that carries through the whole thing. I think that's really cool. Especially that part where everything fades out except the melody and that drum line beneath. I think that's really cool. I think it would be hard not to start working out hard if this song came on. <laughs> Just gotta lift some weights. Yeah. Go for a jog. Super jog. Do you like boss fight music that gets you stressed out like this? Or <sighs> I wouldn't say stressed out, but you know, just kind of pumped up. Um, sometimes not really. I think I usually listen to music to relax a little bit. I should listen to more of this music, especially when I'm uh, exercising or whatever. I'm, I'm going to do it today. Do it. I will. You have to let us know next time how it goes, how fast you ran while listening to this song. The second track I'm going to choose is from Sanrio Carnival for the NES, and it's probably a little bit more relaxing than what we just heard. Uh, the composer, according to the Video Game Music Preservation Foundation, is Nobuyuki Onogi. And this is uh, just the background music for the first level. Um, so let's take a listen. And after I listen to uh, Bloody Road, I think I need this song for my cooldown lap. I'm not sure how I found myself listening to Sanrio-related soundtracks, but I like the Sanrio Carnival soundtrack a lot. Most of the songs work these tight little compositions. And I don't have kids, but if I have a daughter, I'm going to play the soundtrack while she's throwing tea parties or whatever. Or a son. This song is super cute. I like all of the descending trills. It's almost like... But there's also that bluesy intro. Almost That's right, like heavy yeah. Metal. That bluesy intro is reminding me a little bit of the versus battle music in Super Mario Bros. 3. Oh. That sound about right? It also sounds like that Weezer song, Hashpipe, I think. Uh, <laughs> and 
And I think it's got a little bit of a of an Asian flavor to it too. Oh, it does. Yeah, I think so. Those little trills. I love this part. Yeah. Super cute. I have actually listened to these Sanrio soundtracks as well. I'm not sure why I was listening to them, but they're solid. Yeah, very good. Very good little productions. Yeah, I really like that one. I like that one. My second track is going to be from the game Acrobat Mission. The title is Platform, and the composers are Tomo Yamashita and Don. It's a Super Nintendo track, and this is a recommendation from listener The Gabe. The Gabe says simply, this is prog metal gold. Acrobat Mission is another vertical shooter. I'm bringing the drama with these vertical shooters. And this track is structured in a similar way to the one from Vapor Trail. It starts off discordant and stressful, and then the clouds part and this really beautiful melody breaks through. This is the kind of song that sounds like you're flying straight into a noble sacrifice. You and your buddies nod to each other. You know you're not coming back, but darn it, someone needs to save the world. Yeah, you definitely sense the uh, tragedy. You do. Yeah. It sounds in the beginning like it's not going well, in yeah, fact. Yeah. You're going in with low reserves and not enough ammo. You've lost too many people. And it's not that things are going better for you when it uh, opens up. It's just that you've summoned the courage to face it. Exactly. Like, oh, well. Yes, that's perfect. We're going to charge into battle anyway because it's the right thing to do. <clears throat> we'll give it our best shot. The uh, person who recommended this was the Gabe, and who is the Gabe, you may ask? Well, 
The Gabe, and I feel like we don't talk enough about Legacy Music Hour. The Gabe is uh, the audio engineer over at the Legacy Music Hour, the podcast where um, I met, I don't know how I meet somebody on a podcast, but through their <laughs> community or whatever, met uh, Emily. And Emily is still on staff over there at the Legacy Music Hour. You're making the mixtapes of of their old episodes and they are so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm like an adjunct faculty over there. Yeah, sure. Part-time. Yeah, so the Legacy Music Hour features 8-bit and 16-bit video game music. So the format of the show is pick a track, play it, talk about it, similar to what we do here because this podcast is definitely very inspired by the Legacy Music Hour. So the mixtapes, just like you would make a regular mixtape on cassette uh, are just the audio selections, the music selections from a particular episode strung together in one file. And yes, the Gabe is, well, he's the Gabe. Yeah, and he's the best. That's right. Um, He does an excellent job over there. I'm very excited that he sent in a recommendation. So thanks, the Gabe. You're the man. Thank you, the Gabe. And thank you, the Legacy Music Hour. If any of you listeners out there listen to the Legacy Music Hour, we doubly encourage you to uh, recommend tracks to our situation since um, you're obviously well-versed in video game music. Also, when I choose tracks for this podcast, I try to avoid the tracks that I've already heard on Legacy Music Hour, even though I probably found out about that game or that composer or whatever through the Legacy Music Hour that's interesting because I do that too I feel that pressure to not repeat the tracks that they've played even though it's a separate uh, effort it still feels well it feels like we should be taking it to the next to the next stage right yeah to the next level to the next level So, yes, so the Legacy Music Hour and all users thereof who happen to be listening to this, we salute you. We salute you. Um, All right, so my next track is a recommendation from Sean S. Sean S., thank you for your recommendation. It is Game Over from Kyuyaku Megami Tensei Tsukasa Masuko Hitoshi Sakimoto, and it's for the Super Famicom.
Sean S. writes, The game over music from Kyuyaku Megami Tensei is a track that makes one want to die. I mean, in a good way? Question mark. As I'm somberly ferried along the river Styx, I realize that this is bliss. I am at peace. Izanami remains trapped in the underworld, but I've left all of that behind me now. I see an eternal rest on the shore. Hey, Sharon, get out of here. No, don't take me back yet. No. End quote. I applaud your dramatic reading, Josh. Who's Izanami? Do you know this? This is probably a spoiler oh, for the I game. I don't know enough about these games, but if you recall, in the first episode, we did play a track from another Megami Tensei game. That's the, the biker bar bluesy track. I like the way Sean S. actually dramatizes dying in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's very inspired. Yeah. But this is interesting because this is an experience I think we've all had where you're playing a video game and you come to a screen that has really little to do with anything you're supposed to be doing in the video game mm. and you sit there and listen to it because it's so good. Yeah, some game over music is super good mm -hmm. too and you just, uh, you want to die. Makes you want to die. Not really. Well, I guess it makes Sean S. want to die. I like that this one loops too. A lot of game over screens are just da 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 and it's done. Oh yeah. Or you get the continue screen or something like that. But this is uh this is different. It's as I would sit on the screen for a long time. It's as infinite as death itself. That's right. This is a really heavy episode we've got going on here. Yeah, minus... I think you saved us with the Sanrio track in the middle. Yeah, maybe should have saved that for the end, but... Okay. My next track is a personal pick. It is from the game Summer Carnival 92 Rekka, and the title is AD 2302, opening demo, and this is an unused track in the game. The composer is Nobuyuki Shioda, and it's for the Nintendo Entertainment System. soundtrack to Rekka was recommended haha, by Hobie. So again, thank you, Hobie. 
And this particular track captivated me immediately. Truth be told, the rest of the soundtrack sounds completely different from this unused tune. The soundtrack is very industrial and super intense. But this one... I don't even know what to say about this one. It's just so different. And for the first few seconds of this, the first time I was listening to it, I thought there was something wrong with the sound file, the way those notes take a split second to fade in. It sounds almost like they're being played in reverse, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, there's a guitar solo on Revolver on I'm Only Sleeping, played by George yes. Harrison, and it does yep. sound like this. Sounds like something off, uh, yeah, some 60s recording where they were messing around with tape. It's very hypnotic, I feel. If you get a chance, you should listen to the rest of the soundtrack so you can understand how much of an outlier this is. Actually, the soundtrack to the game is really interesting and the game is really interesting. This is another shmup game. So I had a little shmup uh, pattern going on here. It came out for the Nintendo, I think, well, in 92, because it's right there in the title, which was way, way at the end of the Nintendo Entertainment System's lifespan. And it's considered one of the hardest shmup games in existence. Wow, that sounds great. I would love to play the hardest uh, shmup <laughs> game in existence. Oh, you know what? I have played this game, actually. Have you? Yeah, now that I think about it. Such a funny name for a uh, shoot-em-up. But I, yeah, the, uh, it's very fast. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool because the bullets, when they're shooting out of your gun, they are like covering the screen and they're super fast. And you can always... I don't think you like build your power-ups, but you can just switch between power-ups. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. game, actually. I wish I had it. Hobie had told me that it's extremely expensive. It routinely goes for $200 or more. Oh. Because not only is it infamous, but it's also a very well-programmed game. There's no slowdown, mm -hmm. even with all that stuff going on on your screen, which is incredible. Yeah. If you can think back to all the Nintendo games you've ever played where there was slowdown going on. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I just played it on a, a computer. My friend had it on his computer or something. Uh, what's it called? Emulator. Yes. Yeah. But I guess I wouldn't have heard this song because it's an unused track. Yeah, and I wonder what was going to be happening during this song. It says it's a demo. It sounds like, you know, an intro cutscene sort of situation. Yeah, maybe he was just messing with the idea of uh, fading into the notes just to hear what they sounded like to see if he could use them. I don't know. That's true. And also, we don't know if this track is even finished. I was saying before that it right. sounds unfinished. I think it sounds great this way, but as an unused track, who knows? It might have been, there might have been more channels and things that were supposed to be happening here that just didn't get flushed out. That's one of the funnest things of uh, listening to video game music in a way. It's finding these tracks that, uh... hey, what's happening?
It looks like the jukebox is choosing a song at random. Oh, looks like it's choosing track 21 from Metarot, Kabuto version, by Kinuyo Yamashita. Yamashita-san again. Are we ready for this? I guess so. Let's do it. Here we go. So immediately this track makes me think of the end or is it dot 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 question mark. This actually could be the cutscene that follows that Rekka track, because the Rekka track was nice and relaxed, but maybe there's something amiss. Yeah. On one hand, the uh, notes that are like kind of scaling up makes me think of little floaty things, or like a. But then the uh, bass that's kind of uh, moving down chromatically. Mm. It's sort of creepy. Is this just a really short loop? Yeah, this is a shorty, it seems. Does this well, track Ki- Kinuyo have... Yamashita definitely is good at the atmosphere creepy stuff, clearly. We just heard from Castlevania from her. Does this song give you an upward or a downward trajectory? Trajectory? In my mood? I don't in know. In my outlook on life? Uh, sure. I don't think it's going either direction. I think the song sounds curious. Hmm. Like, hmm. What's in this cave? So the trajectory could be going downward very soon after uh-huh. we investigate what's going on. But it's a crossroads, actually. It's like interstitial, it's moments between doors. Yes, which door will we choose? Okay, great. Thank you, Jukebox. That was fun, so the Jukebox gave us a recommendation too. Um, yeah, so... Should we let the listener in on how we did that uh, randomized track? Sure, you can tell the listeners. Okay, sure. So we decided we were going to do this randomized feature... And basically, we just use a random number generator to uh, figure out which song we're going to use. And we had to go, we had to use the generator three times once to choose the system, once to choose which game off the system, and then another time to choose the track off the game. And that's how we came up with that one. And then we pulled it, and we did not listen to it for more than one second. Yeah, just to make sure it wasn't a sound effect. Right. And then we reacted in the moment to it. So that was the first time we had heard that track, and we reacted to it together, live, on the air. Wonderful. And it was so worth it. It was. We have to do that again. Yeah, that was fun. All right, well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. We want to thank everybody who wrote in with recommendations. Thank you very much for that, both to the ones that we played and the ones that we have put in storage that we will bring out in future episodes. We hope that you all enjoyed hanging out with us. And if you want to add 
your own personal selections like all these other cool people did to the VGM Jukebox library, just visit the vgmjukebox.blogspot.com. There's a link on the right-hand side that says suggest a track, and if you click on that, you're brought to a survey that you can fill out, and the recommendation the recommendations that you send in will get automatically mixed in with the rest of our records there. Or email us at the vgmjukebox at gmail.com. The band is playing Bar from Front Mission for the Super Nintendo. And once again, we'll be back in two weeks, so meet up with us here at the VGM Jukebox. <laughs> <laughs>